Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, July 7, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. First, a little house cleaning to get things started. I'm using a backup mic. It could sound like I'm in a cross between a high school gymnasium and the bathroom at Yankee Stadium. Either way, we're here for the numbers. If it doesn't sound spectacular, we'll be back with the regular mic shortly. Let's start with what do we have on the docket today? We have a red line on the screen. It's at 389.50. It's a red line because it was a target. It was a big time target. We talked about it in these videos. It was a target for lazy swing traders, a third exit from our entry down at 375 in the SPY using options. There was about a 100% gain on the last piece of the option taken off today, depending on where your entry was. That was what we call a blockbuster trade. Does this have to be the end of the road for the upside? And the answer to that is no. The trade from a lazy swing trader perspective is over, and I'm going to explain why in a moment. But from a big picture perspective, there's nothing that says the market cannot complete. This A, B is the pullback making a higher low, and then C leg completes above the high officially of the A leg. The target really is this gap over here, and usually a little bit higher than that. It's above 400. They may not do that all at once. They may not do that tomorrow. They may take a couple, three weeks to do that. We don't know. Next week, we have options expiration. We're into, and this is where I explain why the trade is over from a trading perspective. We can reload if they pull back. Here's the story. They traded into a breakdown candle high. Didn't quite get to the high. I made the end of the road for the trade, the target, somewhere beneath the high for trading purposes. That should be obvious. We want to exit before the absolute top line number. We don't want to make them go all the way home. And by the way, 389.50 was an absolute important number. You can see that was essentially within pennies the stopping point today. You'll see that when we go down to some of the intraday charts. So let's talk about this a second. Next week is options expiration week. Weird stuff happens. We know that it's the third week of the month, regular way options expiration, not the weekly stuff. This is the monthly expiration. So therefore, what if we have a pullback into next week for a couple of days next week? I may be willing to reload, reinitiate the position for another move higher. So that's one of the reasons why I like the money in my pocket. I take the money. If they continue higher, guess what? We still have open positions on the long side of the market from a lazy swing trader perspective. Just because one is closed doesn't mean we can't participate. We will participate as the market goes higher. Let me throw something else at us. Remember the trend line that we put on the chart some time ago? They never got to the trend line, which we were looking for them over here to get up into the trend line and then sell off from there. They left us, me, hanging at the altar or standing at the altar waiting for the short trade. Well, guess what? So let's say the market pushes up. They complete this thing. 
They go into the 50-period moving average, and we talked about this last night. This is an area, 400 is an area. So somewhere in this neighborhood, they're going to meet, maybe spike through this trend line. Maybe they get to 405, 404, 406, something like that. That's going to be overhead resistance. Again, it's another 100 S&P handles away, more than that, 120 S&P handles away in that neighborhood. But keep in mind, during options expiration week, weird stuff happens. What's to say we can't have another leg higher in a continued squeeze operation? We can. They can. They can also pull back and into a big-time breakdown candle high. I'm more inclined to take my profits as they climbed up the candle. If they pull back, I can reload. If they bust it through, we're participating with other stuff. Best of both worlds. I like the setup. Tomorrow, on Friday, we have what? We have the phony jobs number. What does that mean? That means they can move the tape in either direction if they want to. doesn't matter what the number is. They could create 150,000 jobs, 900,000 jobs. They could lose 200,000 jobs. Any way you want to look at it, if they want to move the tape, they're going to move the tape in either direction. So guess what? What if they move the tape down? Where are they likely going to run a test of that would be a normal garden variety test, not a sell-off, but just a pullback slash test? It's not close by, but the number is around 382. Maybe it's 382 and a quarter. Maybe it's 381.90. It's somewhere in the vicinity of 382. You have the 20-period moving average right around 382. Is that the reason the number is there? No, it's not. I'm going to give you another one, and this one comes courtesy of one of our members. Sent me this information early this morning. I had already seen it, but good on him that he's watching for this kind of thing. Watch the low of day today, 383.27. Now scratch your head for a second because, wait a minute, the market wasn't down at 383.27 at all today. Look, here's a 15-minute chart. Right at the vertical is today's activity. Low of day happened to be the first candle of the day. The low is 385.12. That's the opening print. They took off right out of the chute. So what are we talking about 383 and change? It's a shenanigans tail candle. We've seen these before. Let me give you one example you'll all be familiar with. Back to the daily chart. Ignore the vertical for a second. Focus in on 365. 365 was a shenanigans tail candle from months ago. We waited and waited and waited, and guess what? They hit it, it was a low, how you doing? Now, from a smaller picture perspective, we have a shenanigans tail down to 383.27. Now get this, I'm jumping around on the charts, I apologize, we have an open gap basically at the same number. The gap is at 383.25, the phony or shenanigans tail candle down to 383.27. It's unfinished business down there. Eventually, they'll come down and do it. I don't know if they do it tomorrow, next week, or some point in the future, but if they're doing it, we know where they're headed, what they're doing. Now, my 382 is for a different reason. However, think of it as a zone. That phony shenanigans tail candle down to 383.27, down to 382. Guess what? That's a zone. 
I'm a likely buyer from an intraday perspective. Put that on a sticky note. We'll see what happens. Maybe they do it after the phony jobs number. Maybe they do it at some other time. You have to see it and you have to act or react on it in real time. Let's take a look over inside the numbers. We're gonna start with the early thoughts, then we'll run through the rest of the commentary, then we'll circle back to stocks on the move. Happy Thursday, the overnight activity was one of our floater formations. So they weren't doing much. We woke up a little green. They were trying to still push higher during the pre-market session overnight. So in last night's video, we discussed how it's customary to climb the big breakdown candles. That's what they were doing. So I just want to reiterate, we saw them do it. We talked about them doing it ahead of time before they started to do it. They do it all the time. So we lived it in real time. We put our money where our mouth is, not only from a swing trading perspective, but from a day trading perspective. You saw it yesterday. You'll see it again today. We were interested in the breakdown candle. 385.75 was the spot and still is overhead resistance and the gateway to the next leg higher. What does that mean? That means once they start pushing above, it's kind of the writings on the wall, they're going to the next spot. Just don't know exactly when or how they'll get there, but once they get above one place and they stay there for a period of time, that's the market's way of telling you, hey, look, buddy, we're going to the next place. You either wanna be on or not on for the ride, it's up to you. Getting above and closing candles above opens the door for the price of 390, give or take. We refine that down a little bit. Lazy swing traders were out 389.50. We have a little way station in between. We don't have to worry about that. Any downside, we had 383.30. They never went down there. 382, there it is again. You can see, if you see a number repeat over and over again, I think that number's important and therefore it probably is important. I'm not gonna be right 100% of the time on that stuff, but I'm gonna be right a lot of the time on that stuff, especially with the numbers that repeat over and over and over again. Kind of like that 374.65. How many times did we went over that over and over again? So here you can see the rest of the morning notes. We'll circle back to stocks on the move. Let's see what else we have as the day gets underway. Pre-market, quiet floater, doesn't mean they won't move in both directions during the morning rush hour. 385.75 is going to be the key spot. There it is again. When I keep writing the same stuff over and over again, that's my way of pounding the table. If they get above and start closing candles above, there could be a nice juicy leg higher with some pies in the face. And that's pretty much what happened, only they didn't do it fast. They did it as a slow grinding operation. Opening bell, right up to 385.75. Now look what happened. They busted right through 385.75, never even came for a back test. They just went for the number, 389.50. They went a little bit higher. The high of day was 389.83, and then they pulled back from there into the end of the day. That's normal garden variety type pullback. That was a destination. It was cited as a destination. It was a destination from an intraday perspective, swing trading perspective. It's an important number. It's near a breakdown candle high, near a big fat round number. They came up a few pennies short of 390, the big fat round number. We watched them do that over and over and over again. So essentially what we were doing from a trading perspective, write this down on a sticky note, we were front running the number. Why is that? 
because we want to make sure we get an exit. We don't have to take them to the penny. Let the pigs get the last few cents. If you want to do it, that's up to you. But how many times has this happened to you? You're waiting for a number, the market comes up a fraction short, a tick short, a penny short, whatever it is, and it starts to pull back and now your mind is going, oh no, I missed the exit, now I'm losing the profit that I just had a minute ago and it's getting sucked down and down and down, then what do you do? You exit with maybe a little profit, hopefully not a loss, and then as soon as you exit, what happens? They go right back up and they hit the number. So that's a circle jerk. It's a mental masturbation exercise. That's the way the market works. It's designed, and this is sponsored by the Trick Trap Fool and Frustrate Crew, it's designed to make as many traders and investors look like fools as much of the time as possible. That's the way the market works. By 9.34, we had a nice trade on K. We'll circle back to that after the fact. As for the SPY, they're simply just running. So we have numbers on the board, and what we're saying is they're just going to get to the target. That's basically the theme. Looking for a pullback is one thing. If you want to hop on board, that's a trader's choice. I'm looking for a pullback. Aggressive traders can buy down there, 386.50. That's the stay above number. 385.75 is the buy number. They never got there. 946, as long as they don't fall apart, the prize today is at least 389.50. What did they do today? 389.50, 389.80-something, whatever it was. That was at 946. The prize is the prize. The target is the target. Doesn't matter how far or close it is. If it's a target, they're going to hit the target, whether it's today, tomorrow, this morning, this afternoon. They're going to hit the target. What did I say here? As long as they're above the pivot, they'll do it. The only thing to do with the SPY is either already be long, wait for a pullback, or be a spectator. Chasing the tape is not a good option and usually results in a losing situation. 389.50 to 390, if reached in a hurry formation, may represent a short opportunity. That was early this morning. They obviously grinded up there all day long. But right after I made that post, they did come down a little bit in a shakeout operation. That's for the folks that were the Johnny-come-latelys. They hopped on the bus right out of the gate. They're going to get the rug pulled out nine out of ten times. That's the way it works. Yet they keep doing it. We're moving along. See what else we have. Read the notes. Go back to the chart to double-check the work. Here's the key, 1023. If they drop to the number, which they didn't, I would be a buyer. Aggressive traders can be long for a bounce back up, but would have to agree to buy more if they drop to my spot. So what I'm saying here is, doesn't look like they're coming down any farther. If you want to be long for the number, you can be long, but you have to agree to buy on the dip. And then, of course, we book some profit at 387, hold a trailer, and the rest is history. You can see what happened. You know what happened. Read the notes. Go back to the chart to double-check the work. They just went for the target. They got to the target. That was the trade. There was nothing else to do with the S&P today, period. Look, even at 111, I'm saying we're wrapping it for the day because it's like watching paint dry. They're just grinding a little bit at a time and there's nothing to do. It's a slow tape. Summer doldrums may be upon us at least for a while. The target is still 389.50 or more. And it's overhead resistance. It's important. It's magnetic. We know all that stuff. About stocks on the move. We had three on the board, two out of the three hit their numbers. We'll take a look at the charts of Verizon and K. 
There's your five minute chart of Verizon, $50.64 was the number. They came into it, spiked it by a little bit, bounced back and hovered at the number, around the number, slightly above, slightly below all day long. So we know a couple of things. A, that was the number, the number's important, at least for today. But B, they hung out for a cup of coffee all day long. So guess what? The destination may be somewhere else, lower, but no harm, no foul. They didn't necessarily give us the trade, but there was no harm, no foul. It's certainly not a loss, it's just a dud. This is a technical term, dud. How about on the other hand, Kellogg, 71.68 was the number. What was low of day? 71.67, they took off like a rocket ride back up. They pulled back one more time, went up for the remainder of the day. They provided first the minimum required base hit. Anybody that wanted to hold a trailer got paid more. This is what we sign up for. Nice trade. What do we say after that? The numbers work. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Well, they're climbing a big breakdown candle. Chart looks a little different than the SPY. You can see the differences. We already climbed the big breakdown candle in the SPY. The IWM has a little more to go. The top of the candle makes up a straight line over to the 50 period moving average, 178.50, call it 178.50 to 179. There's your next overhead resistance place. By the way, it's unfinished business. How so? Look at the high of this candle, 178.15. What's the gap? Closing price, 178.59. So that gap has not been closed, coincides with a 50 period moving average. It's unfinished business. They're going to get there. A, it's a target. B, it's overhead resistance. They don't have to stop there, by the way, but it should be drawn, meaning price should be drawn up to that level. 172.50 is the other side of the coin. If they start trading below, like for example, if they're killing the tape on the phony jobs number, if they start getting below 172.50, that's going to be like a whole different can of worms. That would be the shorter term bear case rather than the bull case. What about the folks down at the transportation department? All charts act and react the same way. It's all the same market. They're all doing the same thing. Climbing a big breakdown candle, got over the 20 period moving average. This is essentially the same routine, higher, low. All the charts are pretty much doing the same thing. They just don't all do it to the same magnitude. They don't all look identical, but it's all the same market. We know that. 13,150 is your killing the tape side of the market in case we need it. Get below that and they've opened up the other can of worms. What about the Q people? Straight shot to the 50 period moving average, not that far away. After that, same place that we talked about with the SPY. You have this area here where the market was essentially building energy to make a move higher. It was a bullish pattern that failed. That happens. So what happened? failed all the way down here miserably, then we can consider that a breakdown area. Markets like to do what? Come back to run tests of former breakout or former breakdown areas. This qualifies. Can't pinpoint it to the penny, but since you have a breakdown candle high or a breakdown candle in the vicinity with a high of 309.05, we could say, 307, 308, 309 is an area that should be magnetic and draw price into it for the Qs. Again, same routine, might not be a straight shot, could have some pullbacks along the way, but that's really the bigger 
picture target. This is the bear market rally. This is a relief rally. Financials finally got over the 20 period moving average, now working their way up to a breakdown candle high or in the vicinity. No change, same routine. We don't have to rehash the same stuff. How about this move on Smash Mouth? Up almost 5% today. That's an eye-opener. You need to pay attention to that stuff. They made a low the other day. We talked about it. Finished on the highs. It was reversal after making a new low. Some additional volume wasn't tremendous, but we talked about the volume. And here we are, slingshot to the next spot. 210 is magnetic. They should get there after that, all the way up to 215. Not a lot in between. The flip side case, the kill in the tape case is getting down back and giving up this reversal candle. Start getting inside of that candle below the closing price where they had a great close that day. And all of a sudden they're going to open the door to test the lows and potentially lower. So we have to watch out for the killing the tape scenario. That's why I give both sides of the market. We're the umpire calling balls and strikes. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.